Thanks for joining our podcast. Today we're presenting the second part in our series, Building Church Community to Fund Ministry. I'm Lauren Hunter, and I blog at churchtechtoday.com, technology for today's church. Um, with us today, again, we have Ben Straub um, from Generis and Church Giving Matters. Um, and the full podcast will be available at churchgivingmatters.com. Um, thanks for joining us, Ben. Good to be we here. Thank have, you. We also have Steve Caton with Church Community Builder, CCB. Um, from Colorado. Thanks for being with us, Steve. Hi, Lauren. Good to be back. And Tom Repke from New Hope Community Church in Ohio. Thanks for being with us, Tom. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Um, Today's podcast, we're going to focus on how connection creates community. Um, This is a hugely hot topic right now in the church world, so let's dive right in. Um, Steve, we wanted to start up with you today um, because CCB is a web-based application that really helps churches connect and communicate with people. Um, Steve, maybe you could share with us just a little bit about how how technology um, involves people without really having to be present necessarily. It extends the community beyond just the walls of the church. Yeah, Lauren. um, You know, there's a really interesting dialogue that's taking place right now um, that deals with the kind of attractional model of doing church versus the missional model of doing church. And what's interesting is that I'm not really even sure that those two words are really words, but, you know, in the church we like to make up words that become words. <laughs> Maybe those fall into that category. But um, from the from the standpoint of where churches are moving and really where the culture is going, there is a uh, – in the past there's been – more of a trend to say that um, people would need to believe before they could develop a sense of belonging to a church community. So oftentimes they needed to go to the church and get plugged in through a program of some sort um, and then you know, per- perhaps find their faith through that process or even perhaps maybe have found their faith before that process began. But today's culture, as was talked about in the first uh, part of this series, we're so busy uh, and so distracted, uh, and technology certainly plays a role in that, that, um, and, and for many people, uh, churches become less relevant or irrelevant. And so how do we reach those people? How do we attract people who, for uh, many of them, are thinking they don't really need uh, church, uh, and they, they don't need the organized church, they'll just do faith in their own, in their own way if they do it at all? And so what churches are looking for is ways to create a belong, uh, a sense of belonging, create environments to, uh, that create a sense of belonging for people where relationship can happen and people can kind of do life together. And in the context of doing that, they can then begin to explore their faith in the context of just doing life with other people who are, who are doing that as well. And so technology can certainly play a very vital role in that process. Um, technology in no way ever replaces relationship, but it certainly can facilitate and support relationship by providing venues for communication to happen in between face-to-face um, meetings. And so if, if churches are moving more into a relational context and not as uh, program-driven, then technology can really kind of wrap around that approach and, and again, create those venues where people can connect. So. Uh, Tom had talked earlier in our first series about how uh, New Hope leveraged multiple uh, technology sources and social media components to uh, communicate to the community about an event that they were having. And I'll 
let him talk a little bit more about that later, but what struck me about that was that there were multiple pieces of technology being used there to, to facilitate community outreach to a sense. And then what happened was is that they wanted to take all of that activity and then move it towards uh, a specific outcome. And so technology can definitely uh, help in that process. And if you look at um, what technology needs to do in that sense, it really needs to be very integrative and it needs to be very relational. And when I say integrative, what I mean is, is that if you've got uh, technology that is facilitating communication outside of where the church is really managing uh, the core data of the church and really doing church, then what happens is you've got to figure out a way to then take the relational context that's happening there and drive it into uh, a, a more of a database kind of environment where you can actually see outcomes uh, happening and measure that. And so um, it's really important to think through what is that going to look like and how are we going to do that? Otherwise, what happens is, is you're trying to facilitate relationship and give people who are doing relationship the tools that they need to communicate and connect with people. If what can happen is, is you can create silos uh, of data that are happening, silos of activity that are disconnected from kind of the core uh, people, the leadership and the volunteers and what have you that are trying to serve those people being, uh, you know, that are part of that community. And so having technology that can be integrative in the way that it does that and supports it is really important. And then, again, being able to, to kind of do relationship and watch people who have developed a sense of belonging give them a path along which they can move where they go from relationship and, and doing life to now when they're ready to explore their faith or to explore the church in depth, what is the next step? How do you move them from one place to the next, and how do you track all that and, and just make sure that people aren't falling through the cracks? Thanks so much, Steve. That's that's really interesting to hear. Um, Tom, I'd love to hear about your experience um, in using some of the social media networks along with CCB to draw people into that relational community. How have you experienced that? At New well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, five years ago, these networks didn't exist, and that's you know part of you know trying to figure out how to leverage it. Um, as I shared in the first the first episode, we you know, we, we we used it specifically, and I use it ongoing. Um, with uh, any event that we do, um, we did a sled riding party because it snowed on uh, on Wednesday, and decided on Sunday we we were just going to change it up. But how am I going to communicate with my 110 students and my my 27 adult leaders? And it was all create an event on on Facebook, push it out on Twitter, which it automatically does, uh, you know, through various plugins that we have on our blog, and and create a, a comparable event on CCB. And it, again, it's because it's multiple. Uh, points of contact um, and then we have to remember that not everybody particularly in our neck of the woods is, is online or has access to a cell phone so or that has texting so then we've got to do the phone and and even the promotion you know from the from the front of the stage on on Sunday morning and so you're just constantly and that's where I mentioned the word strategic earlier you just really have to think in the context okay I, I've got a whatever I'm trying to push uh, whatever event or opportunity um, and just have to have to be very strategic about the touch points along that, and not leave anybody off. And and because again, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, these networks are growing so quickly. I mean, Foursquare is the new thing, and nobody was using Foursquare. You know what was it? And now it's a whole another piece of 
of uh, where, you know, where, I mean, it's crazy. I was hanging out with a bunch of youth pastors at the Simply Youth Ministry Conference in Chicago, and we were all keeping up with where somebody was, whether it was in the Starbucks in the hotel or down the road at uh, some famous, uh, you know, eatery. And, again, it's that connectedness because we can do all the stuff on the social networking piece, but it's that face-to-face. It's all about the fun that the adult leaders had going down the hill with their small groups, you know, sled riding, because that's really where life is is at. Um, So it's just about leveraging it and being very strategic and thinking it through. Great. Thanks so much for sharing, Tom. Does anybody else have anything to add on the top of of technology and how it uh, impacts the church? If not, we'll move on to uh, to next week's post. You know, I, I do want to. I, I do want to add something because I, I think what what you know Steve and, and Thomas said it just you know it, it definitely um, you know hit the nail on the head. And I, I think one of the things that that we get as church leaders is is we have a difficult time seeing the big picture. Uh, and so we have limited perspective, and because we're so close to the situation, we just assume everybody sees what we see, hears what we hear, and wants to communicate in the ways that we want to communicate. And one of the things you know I love about uh, technology is it multiplies our efforts to interact with folks in ways that they want to interact with us in, and uh, and I think that is um, that's exponentially you know increased when when we leverage things like social media. But you know, one of the things when you take you know an application like CCB that that uh, becomes a tool and can be a tool is your ability to measure those points of interaction, uh, those points of contact, and when you do that, you can you can uh, you can learn a lot about people's behavior and uh, what they attend, what they don't attend, how often they're contacted, how often they give, how you know how frequently they in you know enroll in particular Bible studies. You know, those those kinds of things are absolutely essential, and the more we can capture the behavior of people, the better we can understand how they're interacting with us, what's working, what's not, what's, what are they connecting with, what aren't they connecting with, and is it possible that you've got somebody that is doesn't understand or doesn't realize that there may be an opportunity that's a great fit based on their interest that just, you know, it needs to be reconnected. And so, you know, technology captures data that we can look at uh, and then make make educated, informed decisions based on that as church leaders uh, about what we do. And, and uh, you know, sometimes we as church leaders not only, you know, have, a, have an, an inability to kind of look beyond uh, our own perspective, but we also have what I call an overdeveloped sen- uh, intuition. And uh, we tend to go with our gut a lot. And, and one of the things technology helps us do is it helps us quantify what we think we know. And when we can do that, then we can, then we can make decisions that truly produce a measurable outcome and, and we don't just think they might work or we think this is what the people want uh, or we think this is something that fits our congregation. It, it just makes sense. And uh, and that and I think that CCB is a great example of how you can do that. I think what Tom said, in the sense of you know, there's different people want to inter- interact with us in different ways. I think that's important that we understand that and leverage that to um, to make better decisions within church life. Great point, Ben. Um, with that, we'll wrap up and we'll talk to you next week when we um, talk more and pick up this conversation about how community facilitates interaction. Thanks, all uh, everyone, for joining us on this call.